Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. So today I want to say a really big thank you to Kiki Stanton of Kiki Kirby Coaching because Kiki is our special guest today on our podcast and we are absolutely delighted to have her share her experience and knowledge and lots about leadership because Kiki has been in a really difficult situation and I'm sure she's going to share more about that as we go into the podcast. And Kiki talks about her five S's. Again, might be something that she'll share with us as we go through, but very, very powerful it is. Kiki, very big welcome to you. Would you just like to do a brief intro? Hello, everybody, and thank you for having me on your podcast. It is wonderful to be here, and I'm really looking forward to spending this short time with you to be able to share some of my journey of life around leadership and how it's taken me on the path that I'm on up to now. So really looking forward to sharing with you. Um, I am a business and a life coach um, and I work with heart-centered individuals. Um, I'm not really one for labels. So, you know, talking about I'm a business coach, essentially I love people and I love helping people transform their heart, their minds, their lives, their careers. And I'm just excited to share my own journey to be able to inspire you to own your own journey. Awesome. Yeah, thanks very much for being on the podcast, Kiki. Really looking forward to having a discussion with you. And um, yeah, I think, we're, I think we're going to have a really good conversation. Um, so just to sort of like kick things off, I was taking a quick look at your sort of like previous like work, not work experience, but your previous roles on, on LinkedIn. You've been a manager, had a bit of consultant experience, and obviously now you're running your own business as well. Um, so I'm sure from yourself, you've had like a good bit of leadership experience, but I'm sure you've also probably worked with some other good leaders and managers as well. So just sort of like kicking things off, could I just ask kind of in a nutshell what, what leadership means to you? Yeah, so good, good question. And actually, just to inspire you also is um, my word for this year is leadership. So when you asked me to be on this podcast, I was pretty excited because this is an area that I feel um, that no, we, we can all improve upon our leadership skills, no matter how good you are, we always need to improve. So for me, leadership is about it starts with you as the leader. So it's how you lead yourself. And if you're leading yourself really well, authentically, with a real, really clear vision, with honesty, with integrity, then you're able to lead people in the right way too. So for me, it's about empowering. It's about um, leading by example. It's about communicating effectively and authentically. Um, it's about owning up to, to the challenges that, um, that you are not good at, hence why one of my words for this year is leadership, which I'm sure we'll get into, and I'm happy to be humble and talk a little bit about it. Um, and I think for me, it's about leadership means leading with the heart um, and leading with the soul versus leading with the pride and ego. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this too. There's been times in my career where I have led with ego and pride. Um, and hence why I'm more passionate about the more, more heart-centered um, element of, of leading. Um, of leading. 
Sure. No, I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of our uh, other guests we've had on as well have, have said kind of like similar things, you know, like sort of being your best self and that kind of helps like inspire uh, those around you as well. I'm quite interested in what you were saying about like authentic communication and, and leading with the heart. Could we perhaps just like dive into a little bit more details like what what exactly is you mean by that side of things? Yeah, so, so what I mean by that is when you're leading with the heart is very often your head might be telling you to approach a particular people challenge or a particular business challenge because it makes sense. However, our heads sometimes will tell us something different to what our hearts are actually are actually telling us too and I think for me it's about making sure that those two things align together um, and it's about really how you communicate so when you're using the heart for me it's about communicating with with love not communicating with um, with the pride or communicating with um, judging people and blaming people but actually leading with the leading with love but tough love and you know sometimes for us as individuals all of us is we don't want to be told actually Kiki um you're a great manager and you're a great leader, but we need to know a little bit, you, you're lacking in communication. Um, we need to know a little bit more about what you're thinking and what you're doing. Um, so I think it's a balance for me about, okay, love, but with tough love. And sometimes we don't want to hear the bad stuff, but it's about taking it upon, upon what the feedback is and doing something different about it. Um, and it's also being brave enough to share those things that you might not necessarily want to share, but for me, that's the biggest piece about integrity is saying what you say you're going to do and, and, and being honest with it, because we're in a world where it's all about growth and it's all about humility. So that's another thing for me is I think leadership is also about about humility and being humble. And and when we have a humbled heart, we're able to do so much more. But when we have a prideful heart, that's when it's all about ourselves and it's all about the blame and it's all about the victim. Sure. No, that's a that's a really good summary of that. Thanks very much. And I think that perhaps ties into a little bit then, kind of around like the humbleness side of things. Perhaps being sh- like being able to show like a bit of vulnerability, maybe. Yeah. Do you do you think that's a good way of kind of like sort of phrasing it, perhaps? Yes, absolutely. And um, you know, there's a really powerful um quote, and I don't even know where it's from, but we'll make reference to it. Is, is it says pride is concerned with who is right, but humility is concerned with what is right. And I think sometimes that vulnerability about opening up ourselves um is about actually just being honest about what is right and and sometimes what is right isn't necessarily sometimes what we want to do as individuals but it's what is the right thing to do sure i think uh, what would be really interesting is for our listeners who are listening to this like if they can kind of like take that away and implement it themselves do you perhaps like have a an anecdote of either where that maybe happened to yourself or someone you've worked with who kind of maybe had like a bit of an ego or pride or something like that and then kind of changed their way of thinking to showing perhaps like slightly more vulnerability or being like open to criticism and kind of like how that improved their sort of like leadership or management stuff? Yeah, good question. So um, let me maybe use just a couple of examples. Obviously there's so many examples, but I think for the listeners, yeah, sure. let me let me maybe give maybe kind of two really relevant ones. So I think for me, the, 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 the biggest thing was I had a career in, in, in recruitment. That's where I started my career 20 years ago. I started in a startup on 11,000 pounds back in the day and I kind of really progressed up. And, um, and I spent most of my career in, in a recruitment and HR role. And what happened in that career was because people could see that I was leading really well, I was very driven, I was very motivated. Um, I naturally was given an opportunity to go and become a manager and a leader. Very young, I think I was 21 or 22 at the time. 
And so I went into that career at the time, probably more managing than I did leading. And I actually didn't have a lot of leadership development and a lot of leadership support. So that really threw me into the situation. So I actually learned the wrong way. Previously in my recruitment days, I'd learned from somebody um, who was very inspiring around how to lead, how to learn and develop. So that was all great, but it was more around the actual leadership. So I feel I was not a great leader in those days or a great manager because what happened was I had to, I had to get rid of the staff that was there. I had to recruit new staff um, and I actually hated that time. But what it did do was it prepared me for what was next. So after that, I decided to transition into, into more of a, um, more of a consultant role. And I was doing a lot of leading in that role, but in that particular career, which is where, where I, I'd probably say most of my success happened. I was number one in the company consistently for over six years. My team was number one. It was amazing. But I really led from a place of, um, of go, 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 no work-life balance. It was all about the figures. It was all about striving for success around money and around status. So, so that I had to really learn very quickly from that. But actually, that's when a lot of my coaching and mentorship started, even though I didn't realize that because I did, although I was very, I had high standards for myself and my team, um, there was also the coaching element. There was still the mentoring element. There was still leading by the example um, in that element. So I, I feel in that, in that part of my career, I did do things not the right way but actually when I look at some of those people now they've all gone to do some incredible things um, so I'm grateful for that but it's not my leadership style now so having then um, I had a burnout eight years ago and that was going through my cancer going through my I lost my mom to cancer when we were very young and I mean but so there was a lots of things which we may touch we may not because of time um, I really had to go deep within myself to look at who was who I was as an individual. I went through therapy, really questioned what I was doing and decided to leave that career and start from nothing. And I didn't know what I was going to do. But actually, in my heart of hearts, I knew that I loved people. I knew I wanted to help people. So that's how I got onto the journey of qualifying to being a coach and setting up my coaching business. And um, through my coaching business, I've had my sister, um, who is my business operations manager. She joined me quite early on in my business. And so understanding the differences between leading and managing and delegating has stretched me beyond belief. But I've always taken the feedback from my team. Um, over, over the years, I've had, I've had a team of four, um, including myself. So that has definitely made me become more and more aware as a leader. Hence why I've used the word leadership as my word for this year, because the feedback I had from my team last year was they that they did love me as a leader and almost I gave maybe too much freedom to people um, or much too much um, autonomy and I needed and I'm, I'm a big visionary thinker I'm, I'm, and I may be not so great on the detail but as a leader I've had to learn to do that I've had to learn to improve in those areas um, so I, I feedback I've had from my team so far is I'm doing good I'm definitely improving uh, but it comes down to the communication. It comes down to the speed of which I'm doing things. It comes down to actually sharing all of the detail with the team so that I'm bringing them along with me versus just delegating um, and, um, and everybody um, focusing on the things that are really important to them as well as myself and actually listening to my team. Oh, that's a big one. Let's touch on that listening. Um, I think my team so often have had my back and told me when actually we need to not do this Kiki this isn't the right time to do this and I, I didn't listen so we had a strategy in place where it's like a three-step strategy so first time is they tell me Kiki I don't think we should do this 
Second stage is they send it to me in an email. And then third stage is we go for a coffee where it's like, you really got to listen here. We haven't got to, I think it's only been once we've got to the coffee stage, but it's little things like that, that are we and I have put in place with my team around that heart led leadership around making sure that there's a very honest and open communication around where I need to improve, but where the team needs to improve too. So I'd say that I've got it wrong many times, but I'm really happy to own my challenges and pick them up and do something about it. Thanks very much, Zaki. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, really sorry to hear about your mum. That's obviously a, a very unfortunate uh, event. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of the real epitome of being open to, to feedback and kind of looking inwards and deciding and where, where it is you want to go from, from that loss. Um, so thanks very much for sharing that. And I, I think... Um, yeah, you touched on two really important points there for me at the end was kind of uh, bringing the team along with you. So kind of like helping, every, like leveling everyone up. Um, and then also that like listening side of things. And I think that kind of ties into the quote of, uh, is it something along the lines of like seeking to, to understand before before being understood? Yes. Um, so I think you touched on some some really good points there. Thanks very much. Yeah. Um, and how have you felt, do you, do you feel like the, the that initial kind of role of perhaps being like quite young and, and managing something and, and with the consultancy side of things as well, whereas like very much like number focused and, and that sort of centric. I imagine that's probably been like quite formative though for you and helpful moving into like the style of leadership that you have now. 100%. And I, if, if I, if I look back, I guess my self leadership started when my mum passed away at the age of 13, even though I didn't really realize that. And I think what happens is so often is we don't look at all of our past experiences as as leading, you know, in the family or leading, you know, in, in friendships or leading in the work that, you know, leadership is so far bigger than just you lead a team of people. It's how we lead ourselves every single day. And it's a lot of what I do in some of my one to one coaching programs is focusing on releasing the inner you and that self leadership of self-growth and self-leadership and self-inspire and compassion and you know we can go on and on about that but you owning self um and i am so proud and happy for all of those tough experiences i've had you know moving from another country starting on 11k going into i've worked on some very big complex projects before hr transformation projects where it's been tough but it wouldn't have made me the person I am today or the leader that I am today had I not had those experiences. Um, so I am so grateful for those. And that's what I really empower a lot of people to, to, to think about is some of those experiences that maybe you've had in the past or a bad leader. I had a conversation with somebody recently where they were talking about leadership and um, they've learned lots from other people, but maybe not so much from, from, from the current leadership. And I things that they like, things that they don't like, but that's, that's reflection in itself because you learn, that's how you start to map out your own leadership style. We will all have our own individual leadership styles, but it's about us working out the goods from our past, the bads from our past and the learning and what we want to do differently. So for me, I wouldn't have the business I have today or the person that I am today without those experiences, whether they've been hard or not, they've made me who I am. And I'm so grateful for that. I love that point, uh, Kiki, because I was having this conversation similar with somebody recently and I said, you know, what would life be like if we never had any challenges or anything that scared us or anything that made us go, oh my goodness. I mean, maybe it sounds quite appealing, but we wouldn't grow. We wouldn't learn. We wouldn't develop. And although they're tough at the time, they really do help us to reach our full potential. Absolutely. And one of the, we know our listeners love to hear about the challenges. That's often the feedback we get. Or we love to hear about real challenges that your guests face and how they dealt with them and maybe give them maybe some practical tips. 
And when I first met you, you shared a very poignant challenge that you faced, not just with your mum passing away at a young age, but something that was very personal to you. Yeah. Are you happy to share that? Yes, of course. Yes. Thank you. So so I, I probably want to feed in the burnout into the cancer because I think there's how I dealt with both of them is very different. So when I had when I experienced burnout, it, it came very suddenly. It was probably two years before that I, I, I knew that I needed to make a change, but I was earning really well. Life was good. I was playing hard. I was working hard. Success was good. Um, and I didn't really listen to my inner feelings, which is a lot why I focus a lot on the heart and the mind and business. Um, and so when I had my burnout, I chose to be very um, confidential about that. I was private, I was embarrassed, and I didn't really share a lot about it until afterwards, which then allowed me to then really flourish in, into a different um, area of business and, and all sorts. Um, so that vulnerability, which is what you were talking about, is being vulnerable. And then I was diagnosed with cancer. So I had a cough and I was diagnosed with cancer. I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It came as a shock. I had just been, I was, um, I just got engaged to somebody I went to school with. I'd been single for a long time. And so that we were embarking on that journey. And then I um, I was diagnosed with cancer. My business had been going a couple of years at this stage. So we were really on the scaling aspect. We were, lots of good things were happening. Um, and I was running two group coaching programs that time and it really shocked me but I chose to fight for the cancer you know I chose to fight because on paper when you look at um, my granny died to cancer my mom died to cancer was it, it didn't look very good but I really chose to fight for it and I think a lot of that came from my mindset the mindset work that I'd done through my coaching journey um, the fact that I'd had to be very vulnerable through my coaching journey through my burnout so I was already equipped with those skills and so I chose to really lead um, and share my cancer journey as it went along. I was very open about it. You can see on my website, I've blogged about it. I am very open about it because I think what happened for me at the time was I didn't know many other people who had experienced that. So I, I couldn't really relate to lots of different things. And I think so much of, I learned so much in my cancer journey about, um, about vulnerability, about what's really important. And actually, one of the things was I hurried back to work. I just could not wait to come back to work. And my business did tick over. My sister ran a lot of the operational side. I brought in a couple of different associates for a few things here and there. Obviously, I didn't do a lot of growth in that time because I was in chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Um, but when I hurried back to work, and this is something that comes up a lot with people, is people make a change, well, make a decision to want to make a change, and then they make that change, and it's so hard, um, people just want to hurry on, and I, in hindsight, I really wish that I would have taken so much more time out, which is hence why I've created my 5S framework, which I'm sure we may touch on, because I know we've, we're quite precious with time today, but um but what that did was I hurried back to work. I launched so many different things um, and I kind of pieced back to what life was like before cancer. And in actual fact, I wasn't going to be that person. I've changed so significantly in that time. My mindset, the way I work, um, how I've slowed down, which is a key thing I help many of our clients with. So it's taught me so much about the mind about your well-being you know business and work and money will always be there but your health might not be um, and I think that's something that I really resonated with and I'd probably say only in the last year have I been mostly well even before that there were times where I still ended up back in hospital and you know your business will still be there it 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 work will always st still be there and I guess 
you know, a lot of um, a lot of these hardships have taught me about how important relationships are, how important what you really want to do is as where how you spend your time, the people that you lead, the business that you've got. Um, you know, there's so much that I could talk about this. And, and I guess it's it's taught me about how precious life is. And I think so often we worried about all of the things that are going to come up and the things that have happened in the past. But in actual fact, we've got to just worry about where we are right now and concentrate on where we are right now. And so that's what helped me prepare um, to do the things that I, I, I'm doing. And I guess only since December do I feel a real inner peace um, of and a calmness. And I worked on that so much last year of a calmness of, actually I am where I am and I'm meant to be where I am and it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks and it's taken time to get to that lots of work lots of coaching lots of therapy lots of solitude lots of slowing down Kiki what what sort of practical advice would you give somebody who is in that place where they are frantically working frantically maybe trying to grow their business um, doing everything they can and your message is reflect, which I, I do agree is hugely important, slow down. What, how do you help clients bridge the gap between the two? And what practical advice would you give? Good, good, good question. This actually leads nicely into the 5S framework. So I think first things first is um, I would really encourage you that if that is going on for you right now, you, you've got to pause, you've got to, you've got to do something to make a change because what happens is, and I see this a lot of my clients' lives too and their businesses, is something else will get in the way to force you to slow down. And it could be a setback, it could be a relationship change, it could be something. And I think often if we keep going and go, it's a bit like a phone, right? You're not going to stop charging your phone. You're going to recharge your phone. You're going to reflect. You're going to get help to see the changes that you need to happen. And reflection actually is one of the most underutilized successful tools there are. And this is why I created the 5S um, approach um, to, to enhance your life, your relationships. And so the first S is called seek. So it's about what is seeking you is seeking you. So it's about how can you slow down to easily address the priorities that are effortlessly needing to increase your results? Because if you're busy, 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 you're going to miss so much. You're going to miss so much. You might not agree at the time, but you are. And like, what do you really want? And, and what is it? Describe it. Where are you going? Because in actual fact, when you're actually going so fast and you're trying to scale and you're trying to do all of these things, in actual fact, maybe some of those things aren't even really what you want. They're just what you think you've told yourself. And just to imagine slowing down to identifying those needs and what you want to create the clarity of what you want to change. So, so that's the first S. And then that second S is, is solve, which is all around eliminating your procrastination, really focusing on successful daily habits. And I cover successful habits in, um, in two areas, your personal and your work. And I'll just kind of cover on because of timing on your personal, but really focusing on what are your intentions how do you want to feel each and every day? And I cover these five key areas, which fits also into your work life, which is why I haven't, I'm not going to share the work one right now, but it's all around your health and lifestyle, your mindset, your connection and your creativity, um, you yourself and your inner peace, and really making sure that you've got st strong, solid habits in, the, in those areas. Where is, where is your energy in the social, the spiritual, the, um, the, 
the and it, you all of those. I mean, because of timing, I probably can't go into all of that sort of detail. But you know, you're seeking, you're solving, and in the systems, you know, we need systems in our life. Systems that are there to help us. Systems that are there in order to to help us develop and grow. Um, it might be that there's not enough systems in your business. We've certainly found that as we've scaled, there's been not enough systems. And then status, which is all around that piece around. What do I want? Who am I as a leader? How is that ego um, driving? How is the heart-centered element driving me each and every day? And then scaling, like what does that actually look like? And I'll share this on here. I haven't shared it too much openly, but I'm, I'm going to share it here because I want to be authentic, is I'm actually looking to starting to work less, which I have started. So um, I am working at the moment four days a week. And um, by September, I'm looking to only work three days a week. Um, now, if you asked me that two or three years ago, I wouldn't have said that. Even my husband at the beginning part of the year saw it on my goals and was like, what, you're going to work less? And I said, yes, <laughs> um, because I've got so much more aware of that, what I really want to do and how I've demonstrated that. And um, but that's only come from me actually slowing down, me actually seeking, solving, creating the systems, finding out the state status of what do I really want? And then that scalability of what does that look like? Um, and challenging beliefs, challenging mindsets. So there's so much I could say on this, but obviously in the time of what we've got, I'm just trying to give enough there to give people a opportunity to, to get some value there about actually you can create changes. And I think the most important thing I would probably say is to really connect within your heart. What does your heart really want? Because often, especially as business owners and leaders, you know, you're driven by financials, you're driven by success and status. But actually, when you strip that all away, what's your heart really saying? What's really seeking you? What's that heart-centered element that's so important to you? That is very thought-provoking, Kiki. And I think if we if we leave our listeners with something to really make them think, um, stripping everything back to what's in your heart is something to think deeply about, isn't it? Something to really worthwhile spending the time to give some consideration to that. Yeah. It's been brilliant that you've shared that with us, Kiki. We've been quite, we've been on quite a journey in a in a fairly short space of time, and you've been very open and given us stacks of examples. And I, I, I love your framework that you work to as well. So yeah, I was sorry, I was just going to say on that as well. I think um, I think that whole idea of slowing down and figuring out like what you really want is is really quite important. Like I, I find at the moment I'm quite busy with the various different work that I'm doing. And you know like one minute it's you start on Monday and before you know it's kind of Friday and then it's the weekend and that flies by and you're doing whatever work you're doing then or whatever it might be and then you're kind of back to square one or not back to square one but back to the start of the week and into another one. And I think it's very easy for that to just kind of very like quickly clock by and you're busy doing whatever it is you're doing and obviously you're enjoying it but understanding like what is it you're really trying to achieve kind of what's the bigger picture and like as you said like I'm like thinking about like what does the heart want or what do you really want I think uh, I think that's a really important point I think I've definitely been uh guilty of that in in or well, I've done that in in previous roles uh, just kind of thinking that this is what you want to do but only until I think I really had it when COVID hit and I was thinking oh is yeah. this what I really want to do what do I what's my kind of like ultimate goal um so I think that's a, a really a really poignant um area to touch on yeah. thanks sure yeah thank you Thank you. And we wish you every success with achieving your goals. And I have no doubt that you will you will achieve them. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, just something on that is I think so often we are we want the end in mind and we want to know the full picture. And I think something I've definitely learned over my 20 years of doing all that I've done is it's the journey to get to the goal. 
it's what you learn it's how you become resilient it's the it's the it's the deepness that you go within yourself your mindset all of that how you lead yourself to Kiki is there anything that you'd really like to leave our listeners with any sort of final thoughts or things that you're doing that you would just like to share yeah so um, thank you and thank you for having me on here and I look forward to having you on my podcast too which yeah, I'm sure, sure. We'll, we'll share so I guess I just want on, on some final thoughts is just to really take that time to really understand what's important to you how are you leading how are you going to own your own development how are you going to take ownership versus blaming and judging and criticizing everybody else I think that's something I've definitely learned as a leader is take ownership of that um, so I'd love to connect with you we've just started our podcast um, which was launched on Monday, the 1st of March, and it's called the Kiki Kirby Podcast, Evolving in a Heart-Centered Way, um, which I'm so excited about because it's been on my goals for at least three years, and it's one that's taken a long time to get to, um, and it's something I was definitely encouraged about is, um, is never, ever give up on the vision. The plan may fail, but never give up on the vision. It's just the journey to get you there and the strategy to get you there, and it's actually the very first time I said to my, my, my clients and my team that, um, we've launched two things at the same time. So we've updated um, and, and changed two of our websites. So Kiki Kirby Coaching and Kiki Kirby Consultancy um, and launched the new podcast. And it's the first time in my whole time I've had my business that I have launched two things that I feel 100% committed in and aligned and heart-centered aligned in. Um, and so I'm really excited. So I'd love to connect with you there. And thank you for having me on here, everybody. You've been amazing. Thank you so much, Kiki. Yeah, thank, thanks very much for me. I think, you know, you've been, you've been really open and shared a lot of like uh, really inspiring things. And I, I really love that like five versus framework that, that we touched upon at the end. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Thanks very much. I think you've, um, yeah, you've shared a lot of like very, uh, very helpful and insightful advice. So thanks very much and uh, lovely to talk to you. Bye for now. Goodbye for now. You should be in touch though. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.